We're blessed in the fields. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must cease. For the devil is defeated. We are blessed. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the fields. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must cease. For the devil is defeated. We are blessed. It's a new season. It's a new day. Great anointing is flowing my way. New day of power and prosperity. It's not just a season. It's already on me. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing is flowing my way. A new day of power and prosperity. It's not just a season. It's already on me. Let me hear you say bless. 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 I'm blessed. You're Everybody's blessed. Everybody's blessed. Everybody's blessed. Miracle temples blessed. Everybody's blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Yeah. So I have come to give God glory. How many of you come to give God glory? Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you, Lord. I have come to give God the glory. All the glory. Of the glory, oh, we have come to give God the glory, for he has been so good to me. Oh, we have come to give God the glory, all the glory, give him all the glory, oh, we have come to For he has been so good to me. He's so good. So good. So good. So good. That is good. So good. He has been so good. So good. So good. So good. So good. The Lord has been so good to me. Oh, we have come to give God the glory, oh, the glory, 
him all the glory. Oh, we have come to give God the glory. For he has been so good to me. He's so good. So God is good. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Before we go um, into the broadcast, I want to say that I give God glory that we can still come together live. For those that cannot um, come out and fellowship, we want to thank God that we can come and do live so people will get the word of God, the word of life. So God is good. He's just that good. And we have to know, too, that we are blessed. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the fields. We're blessed in the fruit of our wounds. Everything our hands touch is blessed. We are lenders and not borrowers. We are above and not beneath. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify you on today. For truly, God, you are God, and above you there is no other God. So, Father, today we humbly submit ourselves unto you, the proud, and you give grace unto the humble. So we bind pride throughout the land in Jesus' name, and we lose humility, God, amongst your people right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, that it's not by might nor by power. But God, it is by your spirit, God, on today. We thank you, God, that you shall be glorified. You shall be exalted, God, on today, God. We thank you for our helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. We welcome you today, Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us into all truth on today. And Father, I thank you that the word will be illuminated. There will be light coming from the word, that it penetrates our very being. That when we open our mouths, it becomes fire. And it devours everything that's going on around us. It devours even the virus that's going on around us in Jesus' name. And it shall be like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces. It shall be like a two-edged sword. We thank you for light again, God, coming from the word of God. We thank you that we are beacons of light in times as these, God. We thank you, God, that we're lights that sit upon a hill, God, where the whole world sees that light. And they're drawn to that light. And, God, we thank you with what the enemy meant for harm, God. Through this crisis, you have turned it around. And you have made it for our good, God. Thank you for doing a good work, God, within us through this, God. Thank you, God. We thank you and we praise you, God. And, God, I thank you today that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I. It's no longer us who live. But it is Christ who lives in us. And, God, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loves us and who died for us. And we just honor you and glorify you right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, 
In Jesus name, I thank you and I praise you, God, that you are a safety net. In times like these, God, thank you that you are a safety net. God, thank you that we will continually dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We will abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. We will say at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry that you are our refuge. You are our strength. You are our present help in the time of trouble, God. We just say thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling because you have given your angels charge over us to keep us and guard us in all of our ways. And right now in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood in Jesus name. The blood covers us everywhere the soles of our feet shall tread. We shall possess that land, God, in the name of Jesus. So we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you in this house, God, because you alone are worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This song that we're going to go into, we don't have rights to this song, but I believe that this song would be um, beneficial at a time like this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many know that he's our peace? Hallelujah. Glory, God. Glory. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. He is our peace. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to continue the teaching from last Sunday, dealing with peace in the midst of the storm. And I want everybody to know that in the midst of this crisis, which we can consider as being a storm, that he's still our peace. Amen. So we're going to go to John 14, verse 27, once again, to hear what God has to say unto his people. The word of God reads in St. John 14, verse 27. And while we're waiting to get there, amen, and I know there's still some that's um, over the internet, that's live, that I pray that you still have your Bibles open because you want to follow along to hear what God has to say. And I believe all of us are there, amen. The Bible says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let me read that again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So here, this is Jesus talking to his followers. He's talking to the disciples. And we know that... um, followers are learners of Jesus Christ. They followed him. They learned from him. But it was a time that Jesus had to go be with the father. And before he went to be with the father, he was letting them know that he was giving them peace. He said, peace, I leave with you. And when we look at that peace that he's leaving with them and the peace that he's given unto them is his peace. And the only way you can have that peace is by having him. And the only way you can have him is through being born again. So the peace that we supposed to have as born again believers is a peace that's a a tranquil peace. That means you're going to have quietness. You're going to have stillness. You're going to have rest in the midst of a storm. And some people say, how can I be quiet? How can I be peaceful? How can I be restful in the midst of this storm? Because you have him. You have him on the inside of you and he has given you peace, which is the fruit of the spirit. So this is why the born again people need to know the saved people, the set aside people. They need to know that you have peace already in you. And in order to stir up that peace, you have to know what you already have. And that's part of the fruit of the spirit. But Jesus was not leaving them by themselves without leaving them with what they needed for what was going on in the world. So we see that we are in the world. And I'm going to say it again. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. So we do not do what the world does. So we can't just jump up and be hysterical and doing all what the world is doing at this time. The peace that God give us is through our born again experience. And then it says, not as the world give unto you. There's a different peace that the world has. See, God's peace, like I said, it's a quietness. It's a stillness. It's a calmness in the midst of crisis, in the midst of the storm. But the world's peace is waiting for the calmness. They're waiting for the um, quietness before they think that they can have that peace. So God is saying the only way you can have that peace is through me. So I want to give you an illustration this morning on the different types of peace. The peace as being a born-again Christian and the peace that the world has. Because I believe this is happening right now amongst us. So I'm going to have the people to come up um, with this skit. And I want to just give you an example of the peace of God and the peace that the world has. Amen? Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. We give God glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Willie. Come on. Come on. Get up. Come on. We got to go get this toilet tissue. Come on here. Because I need some toilet tissue. Well, we're going to get toilet tissue. We're going to get it. The way you're walking, we won't get none. Come on. Come on. Excuse me, miss. Miss. Yeah, this is mine. This is my toilet paper. You better get away from me, woman. You, you, no, you can't have this. No, no. Give me the toilet tissue. No. What did I take? If I have to run you down, I will. Wait, 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 wait. Security, security, Don't, don't have my wife running behind you like that. I ain't thinking about you. Give me the toilet tissue. Get off of me, lady. Now don't let me have to go up underneath my blouse. I got something too. I got a 380. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Security. Call security. Ma'am, ma'am. Give me. Are you not hearing me calling you? I bet you just now I'm gonna catch you. No. 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 Excuse me, excuse me. What's the problem? That was my toilet tissue. No, it wasn't. No. She got my wife running behind her behind some toilet tissue, which belonged to my wife. It don't belong to your wife. Wait a minute. We we can work this out here. I mean this this is not called for. Um so you need some tissue, ma'am? Yes, sir. And that's all you have, correct? This is, yeah, I need this for my family. Well, I'll tell you what, ma'am, you, you take what I have. You can have this right here. Thank you, but why would you give this to me, don't you? Do you have some? You need it too. You know, God gave me peace in the midst of the storm. You know, I see that you're in need, and I he'll, he'll take care of me. I trust in God and God only. God will provide. Well, sir, can I at least give you something for that, though? No, God will provide. God will provide. Amen. Amen. So we we have seen how the world does, and we see how God does in the midst of a storm. So I want to ask you out there, which one were you? Were you the world? Let me move the toilet tissue because y'all eye in this toilet tissue. People are trying to see where they can go get these big rolls of toilet tissue. <laughs> we want you to keep focused. We want you to keep focused. <laughs> So we see what the world does. Remember Jesus said, peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. And we as Christians should know his peace in this time of trouble. We should know what we have regardless of what's going on around us. So we don't have to rush to stores or rush to do this or do that. And I'm hearing people say, what you mean? You telling people not to go to the grocery store when they're telling you to go? I'm telling you to go when God tells you to go because God is going to have what you need at that store. We don't have to run over nobody. We don't have to try to hurt nobody's feelings. We as Christians should be ministering in the midst of this storm, the peace of God. Just like my husband in the, in the illustration, he come up and he began to give what he had. Because the Bible said, when you give, it shall be given unto you. I want to ask the Christians something, the sanctified, the set apart people something. Do you think God is going to leave you? By yourself in a time of need. 
God already done supplied. The Bible said he has supplied all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So by the time we get to the store, our need is going to be met. We're going to have what we need for that time. So this is the kind of peace that he have. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. So when he's giving you something, guess what? He's not going to take it from you. So this peace is going to give you a quietness. It's going to give you a calmness. It's going to make you feel like, God, is this really me? Is this really happening in my life? All of this is going on. I have so much peace. Have you had that lately? Have you had the peace of God when everybody seems like their lives are crumbling, but you just standing still and you see in the salvation of the Lord? So we as being born again should have that type of peace because that's who we are in him. And these are the times that we have to know who we are. And by the way, you're finding out who you really are in this time of crisis. Sometimes we can come to church. We can say hallelujah. We can say praise God. We can say God is good. I want to ask y'all something. Is he still good evangelist? Is he still good deacons? Is he still good brother Gray? Is he still good sister Denise? Is he still good in the back? I'm speaking those things that be not as though they were, y'all. Hallelujah. Because God is still good. And he's good all the time. All the time God is good. So we got to look at his goodness. Even right now in the midst of the storm, we should be waking up throughout the day and saying, God, you are so, so good. Because it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And goodness, I believe, when we look at his goodness, when my husband, when he came up, come up and he gave the, the toilet tissue, that was the goodness of God, wasn't it? He didn't have to do it. He could have kept that for himself, right? Or he could have said, well, let me pay for it and I give you one roll. But he gave her all of it. Why? Because when you trust in God with all your heart and you leaning not to your own understanding, but you acknowledging him in all your ways, he will direct your paths. This is a time that we have to hear God. And we have to hear him like never before. We have to depend on him more than we depending on man. So he said, peace I leave with you. Who did he leave that peace with? He left a peace with us, with born again people. So the only way you're going to have that peace is being in him. In him we move, in him we live, in him we have our being. But he said, the peace I'm giving to you, and I, I illustrated that, not like the world gives unto you. When we look around at the world, we see that the world is trying to find a way to stop this epidemic, to stop this crisis. And the world is doing it in a way that they know. But I'm here to tell the world today the only way that things are going to get back like they need to be is through him. And this is why we have to be speaking those things that be not as though they were. Because we're speaking too much like the world and not speaking the way God want us to speak. See, the world say this is going to go on and on, but we're saying peace be still. So we don't talk like the world is talking. See, people in the world will look at you like you're crazy when you say it stops right here and now. The people in the world will look at it and say, don't you see people dying? But I want to ask you something. Don't you see people living? They're talking about the dead, but you still have some living. And if we begin to trust God, if we begin to call things that be not as though they were, see, the news is calling things the way they want to call it, the way they see it. But we as supernatural beings got to call it the way the world word of God is calling it. And if the word of God is not calling it death, we need to be speaking life. 
And the problem with us saints is we join in with the media. Hmm. We join in with what they're saying and what they're doing. And we eyeballing the television so much when we need to be eyeballing the word of God more. We don't need to be sitting in front of no television waiting to see who died next. Waiting to see the numbers rising. If we sit there, we need to say, I'm sitting here because the numbers have decreased. They have not increased because it stopped when I spoke. So quit looking at the television and look to Jesus. The Bible says, look to Jesus who is the author and finisher of your faith. The Bible said, the just shall live by faith. So we're in a time and we're in an hour that we have to live by faith. And the Bible said, now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So the world that we we are from is an unseen world. We take what's not seen and we bring it into the scene and we say, let there be. And then there was. We do it like our father is doing it, not like the world is doing it. You know, I'm, I'm hearing some people just coming against me right now, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. See, people don't understand God's way. That's the problem. They're understanding too much of the world's way and they're coming into agreement with the world and not coming into agreement with the word of God. God want us as saints to take the word for what it is. This is why Jesus knew. I just love this when Jesus um, was talking to his followers. And I'm talking to the followers of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to the ones that come to church every Sunday. Don't miss Wednesday night or Tuesday night Bible study or whenever you have it. I'm talking to the ones that's always trying to encourage someone. But then when Christ has come, you're talking like the world is talking. Jesus was talking to the ones that was following him. And I want to say, who's following him? Who's truly following him? He's telling them, he said, I'm going to be with the father. He already um, walked the, the earth. He already knew what was upon the earth. And Jesus already equipped them before he left the earth. And it's so wonderful what he did. He's given them the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a teacher on the inside of us. We have one on the inside of us that will comfort us. We have one on the inside of us that will lead us and guide us into all truth in this time of crisis. So Jesus was letting them know that the comforter, the father is going to send him in my name. Send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatso I have said unto you. So look what Jesus was doing. He said the Holy Spirit is going to be here to represent me. Christian saints, we have him on the inside of us. He's representing the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's representing the great I am that I am. He's representing Jehovah Shalom, a God of peace. He's representing Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth us. He's representing Jehovah Nisi, which is a banner. He's representing the good shepherd. So he's going to only testify To what Jesus have already said. Oh, I'm so excited. Because if we know what we have in this time of crisis, we can be at peace. We can be at shalom. So Jesus was letting them know. He said, the world's peace is different from the peace I give you. Come on, look how he was setting them up for his departure. He said, the world's peace is not going to be like my peace. The world is going to be not in a calm. They're going to be in a panic. So what we see now. 
we see people panicking. We see people, and don't you know that when you panic in a time like this, people can die of panic. Even though that virus may attack their body, by them being so fearful before the attack, can't you see that fear paralyzed you? Fear will take you out before anything will take you out. The enemy knows that, but he said the world is panicking. The world is going through different things. And I can say this, before all of this came, people were going through already. Some people were going through depression. Some people was going through oppression. Some people was going through not having jobs. Some people was going through in their bodies before all this came. So could you imagine with this coming on top of what they were already going through? Who wouldn't be in a panic? But we as Christians supposed to be bringing them truth. And when we bring them truth, guess what? It's going to bring a calmness, even in the midst of that storm. But Jesus go on to say, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth unto you. So saints, God is saying the peace that we have is not like the world's peace. Our peace is a calm peace, a stillness, a quietness in the midst of the storm. The world peace is waiting on that calmness. The world's peace is waiting on them to say, it's over. It's done with. It's not going to be any more virus. And you know what? How can we believe the world? Just because they say it's over, people take that as as it's over and they go about their normal routine and it don't affect them. But now that they're saying it's a crisis and this could come upon you, people are waiting for it to come upon them because that's what man said. We as the people of God don't wait on sickness to come when we know that God has already paid the price through his son Jesus. So we don't, if it try to come, we say, no, you can't come now my dwelling. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, for he has given his angels charge over me to keep me and guard me in all my ways. So we cannot be like the world. We got to be who we are now that we're in Christ. So like I said, the world is in a panic and some Christians are panicking with the world and still calling on Jesus. But we have to allow his peace to come up in us. And then he goes on to say, he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When you look at your heart, you're looking at that inner being of you. You're looking at your um, th- your storehouse, things that you store up is where your heart is. Like if you're hearing what the television is saying about this epidemic and you keep focusing on it and focusing on it and focusing on it, you're going to have trouble in your heart. You're not going to be at rest. See, what the enemy want to do, even to the Christians, he want to take that calmness. He want to take that rest. But I'm here to tell you, the peace that he give you, which is the fruit of the Spirit, the enemy cannot remove that peace, but he can block that peace. I want you to know, he cannot remove the peace, but he can block the peace. How can he block it? By letting your heart be troubled. When we look at that word trouble, that means to um, agitate, have a fear or dread. Have you ever been agitated before? I'm just going to pick on um, Sister Niece and Brother Willie up in here. Because I'm going to tell you something. Can he agitate you, Sister Niece? Yes, ma'am. Can, he ag- can she agitate you, Brother Willie? I ain't even going to go over here in the corner with Evangelist and uh, Deacon over here. Does anybody know what agitation is? Do you know what agitation is, honey? Come on, this is what he's saying. He said that. He said, let not your heart be troubled. That means agitated, 
fearful, having dread in it. We can get so agitated with people that we're troubled. Is that not right? We get trouble. Come on, your husband trouble you, your wife trouble you, your job trouble you, your church folks trouble you. You get so agitated with them that you just can't be still. You get anxious. You begin to have a, come on, can somebody give me a witness? This is what happened. This is why he said, let not. What the let not? He said, don't let these things agitate you. Don't let these things trouble you. Don't let these things bring fear and dread unto you. He said, don't. He's telling us. Don't let it. And this is the thing that we're, we're letting happen. You know why? Because the people that we're around, all they talk about is COVID-19. Everybody you meet, they're talking about COVID-19. They're talking about this should be done and that should be done. But you know what? I'm going to give a high five to the government. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they're standing every day trying to tell us what they think is best for us. Trying to do what they think is best for us. They're standing. They're, you know, some of them losing sleep. So we need to pray for our government. We need to pray for our president. We need to pray for them that's in leadership, that's in authority. We need to quit trying to put people down. And we need to say, God, turn their hearts towards you. Send wisdom in the White House. Send wisdom through the government. Send your wisdom. Send people. To give them the word of God right now, God. And we need to come against everything that's coming against them for making wise decision dealing with our nation. We're spending too much time bickering back and forth saying they need to do this and they need to do that. If you were in their seat, what would you be doing? Ducking and dodging. Come on, it take the grace of God for them to come out the house and stand before the people. So we have to understand that he's saying, let not, let not, let not your heart be troubled. Don't get agitated. Don't get fearful. Don't have a dread. And then he goes on to say, neither let it be afraid. Afraid means timid and fearful. He's saying it again. Out of that one verse, we can keep going. Why? Because when Jesus is speaking, he's telling you what he wants us to do in times like this. He said, peace I leave unto you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth unto you. Let not, oh I love it, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So when we look at that trouble, let not your heart, don't let stuff get in your heart to trouble you. And I believe some of us since this epidemic have come out, we have been having trouble in our heart. Meaning that we're not at a rest, we're not at a peace. That trouble's blocking the peace that's already in us. And God said that we have to move that out the way, knowing what he has said. And then it goes on. He was reminding me again in John 16, 33. I like this as well. He was telling them, these things I have spoken unto you. Who is he speaking to now? He's speaking to us. He said, these things I have spoken, I have spoken, meaning that he already spoke these things. Y'all, it's already written. You should not be amazed at what's upon this earth right now. Because God gives us warning even before these things come. He said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. The only way we're going to have peace, and I'm going to say this again. I'm saying this to the world. You're trying to find your peace through money. You trying to find your peace through fame. You trying to find your peace through a man or a woman or houses or cars. 
You trying to find your peace through the world's way, the world's kind of peace. But Jesus is saying the only way you're going to have peace is through him. That's where you're going to have that peace that give you that calmness, that give you that stillness in the midst of what's going on. Then he said, in the world, you shall have tribulations. So saints, Christians, born again people, he said, in this world, you're in it. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have oppression. You're going to have things to come up against you. You're going to have persecution. You're going to have suffering. You're going to have sorrow. You're going to have pain. He said, in this world, you're going to have these things. But what he's telling us, he said, be of a good cheer. I like this. He said, in the world, you should have tribulations, but be of a good cheer. He wants us to be of a good courage. That's what cheer means. He said, you're going to have these things in this world. We're going to come against, come up against some of these things, trials, tribulations, suffering, suffering, sorrow, and pain. He said, but be of a good cheer, be of a good courage. And why did he say that? Because I have overcome the world. He said, I have conquered everything that's coming up against you. Why did he tell them this? He said, because you don't have to be subject to it. He said, it may come, but you don't have to be subject to it because I have conquered all of that. He said, the victory has already been won. So when we go into the word of God and we see what he's saying, we don't only need to see it, we need to hear it and we need to do it. We need to put ourselves right where he wants us to be so we can carry out what he's saying. So he said, these things I have spoken unto you. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to us. That in me, in him, the only way you're going to have this peace is in Jesus Christ. I don't care what the world has said to you. I don't care if the world is telling you to buy all of this and buy all of that and you'll get through it. The only way you're going to get through it is through Jesus Christ. And then it says, he said, I have in the world, you should have tribulation. Again, we're going to have tribulations. We're going to have persecution. We're going to have oppression. We're going to have sorrow. We're going to have pain. But we don't have to be subject to it. Why? Because he has conquered the world. The victory has already been won. I don't know about y'all, but I done got excited up here. Because when you remind yourself of these things, see, the word reminds you of who you are. The word reminds you of what you have in these difficult times. The word lets you know that he's in you and you're in him and everything that you need is in you and you need to let it out of you. So stop looking at the television. Stop waiting on what they're saying. You need to go on what the word of God has already said. Before any of this have come unto us, guess what? He had already paid the price for it. He has already worked it out. Amen. So we need to do it his way and not man's way. And the way we do it, first of all, is accepting him as our Lord and as our Savior. And we begin to call those things that be not as though they were. And people got to understand in times of crisis, you speak those things that be not as though they were. And this is what God did in the beginning. In the beginning, when he was creating the heavens and the earth, it said it was void. It was empty. There was nothing there. But God began to speak those things that be not as though they were. God began to have a vision. He began to see what he wanted to be. So in order for it to be, he had to speak it. So Christian folks, I want to tell you something. If they get on the news and they say, we're going to be through with this epidemic next week. Speak those things that be not as though they were. 
Don't look at how wide it is or how big it is because I'm reminded that when God told Moses to send them out to spy out the land. When Moses sent them to spy out the land, the land had everything that they needed. But when they saw the big giants, when they saw how big those giants was, they began to see themselves as grasshoppers. They began to admit, hey, yeah, the land has everything that we need, but those giants in those lands, they will defeat us. So they begin to see their, their, themselves as small. How are you seeing yourself in the midst of this crisis? Are you seeing yourself the way God wants you to see yourself? Untouchable? Or are you seeing yourself the way the world wants you to see yourself dead? Because see, everything that's being spoken is death. We need to speak life. Doing this epidemic. And the Bible said that he have come to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But he has come to give us life. We need to be speaking life in the midst of this epidemic. We need to be speaking that we shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We need to be speaking that God has a plan and a purpose for everybody on this earth. Plans for good and not evil. Plans for people to have a hope and a future. Because if it's not your time to leave this earth, you should not be speaking death. So we see in the word of God how Jesus was encouraging his followers and he was letting them know to let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid because he knew how the world was because Jesus walked the earth. So he was preparing them for his departure. But then I'm reminded too in Isaiah 26, 3, we went over this last week. It says, he will keep us in perfect peace, who mind is stayed on him because we trust in him. The Bible said he will keep us. Who will keep us? Here we go again. The only one that can keep us in perfect peace is Jesus. No man, no news can keep you in perfect peace. (laughs) They can't do it because what they're um, giving you, they're giving you what they say that they're saying, but they're not giving you what need to be said. So the Bible says here, he said, thou will keep him in perfect peace. This perfect peace he's talking about is a completeness. It's a wholeness. This is the peace again that you get through being born again. It means salvation is a completeness, a wholeness, a soundness. It's prosperity in there. It's safety in there. It's everything that you need. So the peace that we have brings us all of these things. And this is what Jesus left. He said, thou will keep him in perfect peace. Jesus is the only one that can keep you in perfect peace. He's the only one that can do it. You cannot do it yourself. It comes through him. I'm going to say it again. It comes through Jesus. You can't do it. The world can't do it. You have to accept him to have this peace. And we can't be faking it to make it, Christians. We can't act like we at peace and on the inside of us is turmoil. On the inside of us, we, we worried. We don't know how we're going to make it to the next day. We have to have that peace on the inside of us, which we have as born again Christians to begin to decree and declare what the word is saying and not going on how we feel. We cannot base our lives on our feelings. So he said, thou will keep him in perfect peace. And here go the key. Whose mind is stayed on thee. The only way you're going to have this perfect peace, and I'm going there to tell Christians how to have this perfect peace. Your mind have to be on him. Your mind, that's your thoughts. 
your will, your everything have to be centered on him. When we put our mind on him, when we stayed on him, it's because our focus is not on other things. It's on Jesus. It's on the word. Can our mind sometimes go somewhere else? Yes, it can. But we have to bring it back in. I remember the other day when I was in prayer, I heard the Holy Spirit say, come out of left field. I'm like, okay. Because sometimes we'll go in left field. And we don't supposed to be in left field. We're supposed to be paying attention. So I was over there in left field. My mind began, come on, have your mind ever wandered in left field, Brother Gray? Have your mind ever been somewhere that it should not be? I'm here to tell you, you better grab the reins of your mind. You better grab it and you better bring it back to what the word of God is saying. Because if you don't, it's going to get away from you. And when it get away from you, you're going to feel agitated. You're going to feel like you can't make it another day. You're going to feel trouble. You're going to feel down. You're going to feel oppressed. So God said, come out of left field. He said, keep your mind on me. He said, your mind have to be stayed on me. He said, whose mind is stayed on me. That's how you have perfect peace. You can't let you, and do your mind wonder? Yes, it does. But when you know it's being pulled in a direction, you say, wait a minute, where are you going? You don't supposed to be over there. You don't supposed to be focused on what these news people are saying. You supposed to be focused on what I said. No evil shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come now. Bring it on back home. Keep your mind on me because if you don't, you're going to get agitated. See, this is what happened in the Garden of Eden. They were in paradise. They were in a place that they had everything that they needed and the enemy knew it. But the enemy said, what I want is your authority. What I want is the dominion that he gave you a right to rule on this earth. He said, so the only way I can get it is to twist what God said. So the enemy was right there in paradise and he began to take Eve on a journey. Have God really said. So Eve told him what God said and the enemy took her mind off of what God said by saying, have God really said. Come on, have we been in situations that we have the word? God has given us the word and all of a sudden you hear, did God really say that? You better go check that out. Did God tell you not to do this? This is why he put them here on earth. Did God say that? You don't know what could happen to you tomorrow. Who who report are you going to believe? Whom are you going to listen to? Because I have learned God is not going to lead you astray. God's going to tell you what's best for you in the time that you're in. So that's why it said those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. And then he said, as he renew your strength, you're going to mount up. With wings of an eagle. And a, 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 a eagle soars. A eagle's above whatever is going on. He said, you're going to mount up as wings, as the wings as an eagle. And you shall run and not get weary. You shall walk and not faint. Why? Because you done mounted up. Why? Because you waiting on the Lord. Why? Because you trusting in the Lord. So our mind have to be stayed on him. And the reason why our mind is so much on him is because we trust in him. That means that we depend on him and we're not dependent on our situation. And some of us are in a place as Christians, and I'm going to go there too as well, because we're talking about the peace that we need in the midst of this storm and not even in the midst of this crisis. Some of us could, I'm going to be honest, some people that was already in a depression or being oppressed before the storm came, they ain't thinking about this COVID-19. They're thinking about what's wrong with me. Why am I going through what I'm going through? Lord, when are you going to heal me? 
Lord, when are you going to deliver me? Lord, when are you going to bring money in my house? Now, look at what's happening. Now, I can't even go out and get a job. Now, I can't even socialize with the ones I used to socialize with to give me the peace that I need. So some of them could care less about COVID-19. They're in a place right now that they're saying, God, I was in this place before COVID-19 came. I wasn't socializing. I didn't have no money. God, I didn't have all of these things. Come on, we got to look at the fuller picture. But the only way you can have this peace and this quietness, even when people don't visit you, is through Jesus Christ. Because you can be at home by yourself and you can still have joy. I love that song say, I still have joy. After all the things that I've been through, I still have joy. And the reason why you still have it, because he has given you that joy. And the world didn't give it to you, so the world can't take it from you. And if the world takes it from you, it's because you don't know what you have. And we have to stir it up. We have to begin to encourage ourselves. It reminds me of David. When David, the Ark of Covenant was taken. And David, I guess he thought he could do without the Ark of Covenant. But he found out how they were getting victory where the Ark of the Covenant was. But when the Ark come back to David, David began to dance. He began to praise God. Sometimes you have to begin to praise God right by yourself. David began to dance out of his clothes. His wife was mad because she was ashamed of what David was doing. I don't know about you in the midst of this crisis. We need to begin to dance. We need to begin to thank God. We need to begin to give him glory and say, God, in spite of all of this, I'm going to give you some praise. I'm going to give you some glory. I'm going to thank you, God, for what I have. I'm going to thank you, God. That Come on, we need some saints to begin to praise him. We need some saints to begin to give him glory and say, God, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to gain because I'm a child of the king. And everywhere I go, God, you're going to be glorified. You're going to be magnified in this. Glory be to God. Isn't he good? God to give us exactly what we need. And that's why praise is what we do. And we shouldn't become praisers. We should already been praised. See, some people are trying to get your praise on now. You should have been got your praise on. So when the news is talking crazy and ain't talking your language, you begin to say, hallelujah. God, you being glorified. You being, come on, he's being glorified in the White House. He's being glorified in the Senate. He's being glorified all over the world. God is being glorified. Come on and magnify the Lord with me. For he is good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. So we're talking about this peace. I'm telling you what is good. I'm telling you. They can't stop God. Some people think you're supposed to have a crowd. Just to begin to thank God and praise God. And teach God people. You don't need a crowd. Come on. Come on. Because he, he's already in you. Come on. Them angels will be making some beautiful music. Right amongst you. And people that's even watching the broadcast. They will begin to be delivered and healed. And set free through the word of God. It don't take many. It can only take a few. Because God know what he's doing in a time like. I'm telling you something. Church. The church is just out there today. I want to leave this with you. This is a wake up call for us as well. Because I believe that 
churches have really been doing it without God. Because we depend on head counts to see how much we're going to have coming in. Y'all know what I'm talking about, about head counts. If I got a hundred people, they give a hundred dollars. How much you got? Come on, you're trying to meet your quota. If I got this many people, this is what I need from this many people. This is what I have. I'm going to tell you something. If you ain't got number one and you take that one and you give that one that word of God, that one will be the mouthpiece and that one will get in more than a thousand. See, we need to quit worrying about numbers and we need to focus on what the word of God is telling us to do. So I want to encourage the churches that are out there too, and I'm going to go back into this teaching, that what we need to do is be unified. We need to be coming together. And I want to say this even to the people, the congregation. Whatever church you were in before this crisis, if God hasn't told you to move out of that church, do not be moved. Do not be moved because you got a lot of um, churches coming on television. You got a lot of them coming on Facebook. And you'll probably begin to watch those different churches. And as you watch them, if you've never been in the word of God, they will draw you unto them. And that's what the enemy want to do. He want to draw all people unto false prophets and false teachers. He want to uproot them out of the place that they're in. Wherever you were and you did not move before COVID-19, you need to go back to where you were. And you also need to sow into the ministry that you were in before, giving them your tithes and offerings. If you're giving donations to other churches, that's fine. But do not take your seed and put it somewhere else that you were not. You're going to sow your seed where you're being fed. And if you're being fed worldwide over the internet, send them in your donation. But I believe we got some crooked preachers. I'm going to say it, crooked. We got some that's on live that's trying to take from other congregations to make it because they really wasn't trusting God before. And you're going to know them because God is revealing. He's showing you right now that you got people up there trying to pull people with false prophecies to get your money so they can still stand. No, 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 no. We got to trust him just like we trust him before because God is the one that takes care of us, church. He takes care of his kingdom. We are kingdom citizens and we're not going to miss anything. So quit telling people, come to my church. You are the church. (laughs) This is just a building. Amen. Now let's talk about, I'm going to talk about the people of God, how to have this peace. First of all, we already have it because we're in him. We're in him, so he has given us this peace as part of the fruit fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. But how do we keep this peace? We have it, but the Bible said he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. First thing is your mind has to stay on him. Your mind has to stay on him. Go with me to Colossians, the third chapter. Hallelujah for the word. Colossians. The third chapter says this. If you then has been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father. So he said, if we have been risen with Christ, we need to seek those things that are above. That's what we're supposed to be seeking. That's what we're supposed to be aiming after, things that are from above. So if you are born again, your focus should be on kingdom. 
Your focus should be on the way that kingdom is doing things. This is why Matthew, the sixth chapter, tells us to seek those things, to seek ye the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto you. Thank you, God. I'm going to go back to Matthew 6, 33. Let me go to Matthew 6, 33. Because in that whole, whole chapter, or when you get down to the middle ways of that chapter, it's telling us something. But seek ye first. He's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So what we should be doing as Christians, as kingdom citizens, as an ambassador, we're supposed to be seeking what the kingdom is doing. We're supposed to be bringing the kingdom down here on earth. And the only way you can do that is going into the word of God and knowing what the word is saying for such a time as this. See, back in the Old Testaments, the prophets were the mouthpiece of God. The word came through the um, prophets. But now all of us can get the word because we have the Holy Spirit. Now, not down in the prophets. The prophets do come in and make sure that everything is in alignment the way God want them to be. Or bringing the word that God has said to remind us of what God is saying according to his word. But we have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto us. So our mind should be on things what? Above. The next verse says in Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. If our mind is set, that's just like setting an alarm clock. And I want to say we got to know that it's set because some of us say we set it and don't set it and we wake up late. But some of us set it and it's ringing and we still don't get up. We just hit it and just try to get five more minutes, right? But it says set your affections. That means your mind on things above. So whatever is heaven is doing, that's what our mind is supposed to be set on. Lord, I'm going to set my mind on things above and not on things of this earth. So if I'm setting my mind on things above, that means, God, I want to hear from heaven. I want to know what heaven is doing right now so I can bring it down here to earth. I don't want to set my mind on things of the earth because I'm not going to be able to hear from heaven. And that's what the enemy wants. He do not want you to hear from heaven. He don't want you to know what heaven has to say because he know that he's already been defeated by king of kings and lord of lords. See, Jesus is sitting on the right hand side of the father. So Jesus know. He said, you already been defeated. That's why I'm sitting down. So I'm going to let my people, the saints, the citizens of the kingdom, I'm going to let them rule and reign here on earth. But in order for us to do that, our minds have to be set on what? Things that are above and not things on the earth. So what we have to do is in order to keep our mind set, when we set it, we want to keep it set. And I love um, 2 Corinthians 10, starting at verse 4, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Y'all, this is not a fleshly fight. This is spiritual. And we got to know that we have to have spiritual weapons. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, the enemy want to set up strongholds. He want to set up fortresses in your mind. How do you know you have a stronghold or a fortress in your mind during this time of trouble? During this time that of this crisis is because when the same thoughts keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming. And as they come, you feel a fear, you feel a panic, you feel like you can't be moved. That's a stronghold in your life that has been set up due to your way of thinking. That means that your mind has not been set 
on things above because the thought will come. They're going to come. But it's what you do with what come. If you leave that thought there, because the Bible says cast down. It says cast down imagination, reasonings, thoughts, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So you got to cast it down. If that thought don't line up with the word of God, what you're going to do? You're going to pull it down. It said, and bring it into what? Captivity. You got to capture. You got to say, what? Come back here. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to die unborn. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not going to let you get away with that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You can't. You got to be thinking it, but you got to open your mouth and begin to say it. Some of us sit there and we'll be thinking stuff in our mind and saying, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. Because the words say I'm healed. Open your mouth and say what you're thinking. I am the healed of the Lord. No evil shall befall me. You got to be bold with it. We're violent for the kingdom. So if you're sitting in your house, don't be ashamed with your husband or wife sitting there. Begin to jump up and decree and declare. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I do not accept that lie. That's not what God has said to me. See what you're doing? you casting it down. you bringing it into captivity. Unto the knowledge of Christ. And you have to say, oh no, you ain't going above God. Uh-uh, you're going to bring your behind right down here where you're supposed to be. We got to get bold. We got to be bold for Jesus. And the bolder we get, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a warning. This is a warning. The enemy going to turn up some heat. He's going to use something or somebody to come against you because you're being bold for Jesus. And that's when he says, do not let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be agitated. Don't because these things are going to come. But don't you let fear and dread come. You get rid of that and say, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. You're going to come into alignment. And this is what we have to do. We have to take the word of God, y'all, for what it is. If we don't take the word of God for what it is, guess what? We're just like the world, except we're born again. We begin to act like the world. We begin to do what the world does. But when we begin to rise up and somebody begin to talk, no, that's not what the word says. No, I'll be like my granddaddy, taint so. That's not what God said. I'm only going on what God, but don't you see, I do see what's going on, but it has no right here. Because this is what God told me. So you're not denying this COVID-19. You're not denying this because this is what's popping up his head. But you have control, you have dominion over what's popping his head up. And if we don't use what we have, see some people say, oh God is so sovereign. Oh yes he is. He is sovereign, but he gave us control. He said, let my kingdom come. Let heaven be here on earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in heaven at, in, on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to bring heaven down here to earth. God has given us that right. Some people saying, God, why aren't you doing nothing? He said, because I gave you right to earth. We're calling on God to do something. And God said, what did he tell Moses? What's in your hand, Moses? Why are you crying out to me? Tell them people to move forward. That's what God is saying today. He said, why are you crying out to me? Speak to that mountain. Tell that mountain where you want that mountain to go. Tell COVID-19, you will remove yourself right now in Jesus' name. You will not affect nobody no more in Jesus' name. 
You die unborn in Jesus' name. I curse you at the root in the name of Jesus. Our faith is in him, not in us. Amen? So this is what we have to do. Then another thing is we're so familiar with this. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. We say this all the time. Saying is one thing and doing is another. In Romans 12, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So the first thing that we have to do is present our bodies as a reasonable sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable. How do we do it? The Bible tells us, be not conformed. God is saying, don't adapt yourself to this world. Don't adapt yourself to his customs and his patterns and his way of doing things. It says, but be ye transformed, changed. Transformed is changed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, you may prove what the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. This is the only way we can do it, y'all. First step is, he said, you cannot be conformed to this world. You can't go on what the world is doing. You have to go on what the word of God is saying. And that comes through renewing of your mind, making new. Your spirit was born again. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, that have to be renewed on a daily basis. Because every time something happens, come on, we get emotionalized. Come on, your emotions begin to act up. Why? Because when you begin to see something, when you begin to hear something, you begin to think it, and all of a sudden your emotions act based upon your five senses. It based upon your thinking. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. If somebody told you a loved one died and they were very close to you, notice your emotions. There's a sadness. There's a despair. Now, they come back to you and say, oh, I had it wrong. That wasn't the one I thought it was. All of a sudden, the change come, doesn't it? Or if somebody come to you when you so broke, busted and disgusted, you ain't got no money. And somebody come to you and say, I'm going to give you a million dollars. And I'm going to bring it to your house. All of a sudden, them legs moving. Brother Willie, like they ain't never moved before. I mean, you jumping and you running. And you staying, oh, glory, like you never said it before. Is that, is that not what happened? You done got emotionalized. Then all of a sudden, when they tell you, they come back to you, Brother Willie, after you done ran across this floor over and over again and 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 nothing wrong with you you running across the floor and oh glory and you're telling your wife baby you don't have to work another day of your life baby we good baby we good we good we're gonna travel we're gonna do all this baby baby what about COVID-19 forget COVID-19 baby we rich that's Willie that's Willie that's what Willie's saying so they come back to Willie and say you know what bro I'm sorry I, 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 I just can't give it to you right now. All of a sudden, Willie going across that drag. He dragging that leg. I, I, I just ain't going to make, baby, what about quitting work? You're going to go to work Monday morning. And you're going to keep wearing that sanitizer. And you're going to come in this house and spray down with Lysol. Come on, y'all. Is that not what we do? Come on, when you get some good news, you done forgot everything. You get bad news, your anger pop up. Everybody done you wrong, pop up. You can't stand this, you can't stand that. Don't even come to my house. 
So that tells us where we are. Amen. Come on. That tells you where you are. That tells you that your mind is not where it need to be. Because if our mind is based on our five senses, we're in trouble. But if our mind connect with who we really are in him, we're not shaken. We're not moved. Why? Because we're trusting in him. So this is what we have to do as saints. We have to keep our mind renewed. We have to keep it set on things above and not on things of the earth. We cannot be carnally minded because carnally minded is death. We have to be spiritually minded because spiritually minded is life and peace. See, guess what, y'all? God gave you your medicine today. That's for the saints. This is what we have to do. What do the sinner have to do? What do the world have to do except Jesus? You, it's a lot of worlds sitting out there right now through this COVID-19 that still think they don't need Jesus because they got money in the bank. That money in the bank can't save you. That money in the bank cannot protect you. That money in the bank, come on, with stuff, the way it's shutting down, you can't profile in your nice cars or you can't get on, um, well, the devil tried to make a way to keep you on social media showing everything you shouldn't be showing and doing what you shouldn't be doing because he want to make you feel like you okay, but you're not okay. I'm here to tell you the only way that you can have this life and have it more abundantly is through Jesus Christ. And by any chance, and I pray that it don't happen, that you die before your time, you know where you're going. That's the most important thing. You can have eternal life here on earth. You can have eternal life even in heaven. Don't wait till you get to heaven. You can still have that eternal life. And that's what God wants you to have. He wants you to have a life of peace. He wants you to have a life that's so secure in him that you're not moved and you're not shaken with whatever comes. You're saying, God, I trust you. I trust you in this time of crisis. So the only way you, the world, the ones that have not accepted Jesus, that can have this peace is through Jesus Christ. And before I end this broadcast, we want to give you that opportunity again and again and again. And the reason being is because the enemy want to keep you. And the reason why he want to keep you is because he want to blind your eyes of the unbelievers, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel. Why? Because he know where he's going and he want to take you with him. But because of the love of God that's in us here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, we want to offer you the plan of salvation. We want to let you know what Jesus have already done for you. Jesus already paid the price. He paid the price for your past, your present, and your future sin. Jesus laid down his life. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So if Jesus had not laid down his life, y'all, all of us would have been dead. We would have died in our sin. That's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that those who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life he do not want you to die in your sin he wants you to have everlasting life he has come to seek and save those that are lost and i'm here to tell you if you haven't accepted jesus you are lost in this dying world and he he has come to say well to to rescue you because all of us that are not saved need to be rescued and jesus have already done that You cannot justify yourself. 
You cannot sanctify yourself. You cannot redeem yourself. The only way this can be done is through Jesus Christ because it's not a person even right now that could have kept all the commandments of God. God had to have one that who knew no sin to become sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. So I want to say today, I'm going to ask Evangelist Newton to come up here and we're going to do the plan of salvation for those that do not know him as Lord um, on today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have heard the word, how to have peace in the midst of a storm. Amen. And thank God for Jesus. Amen. the word of God says, whoever will let him come. God Amen. say he will no wise cast you out. Amen. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how long you've been in sin. Amen. Jesus gave his life that you will be forgiven, that Amen. you will be set free. And the only way that you can have peace, this peace that, that Apostle Amanda uh, expounded on just now is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And as she said, it's not the peace that the world gives. Amen. Because the peace that the world gives is fickle, it changes, it's based on circumstances, it's based on what you have, it's based on how people treat you. If, they, if they're, they're treating you well today, you're happy. If they're not treating you well, your peace is gone. Um, if you have money, you have joy. When your money's gone, your peace is gone with, with the money. But this peace is a peace on the inside. It's a peace that cannot be moved regardless of what's going on in the world today so if you would like to accept jesus your lord and savior just open up your heart Amen. just Amen. cry out to him Amen. according to romans 10 9 and 10 the word of god said that if you confess with your mouth Hallelujah. the lord jesus Thank you believe you, that jesus shed his blood he said i gave my life i did not take it he gave it because for god so loved the world the whole wide world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever it doesn't matter who you are whosoever believes in him shall not perish shall not die but have everlasting life because jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly now like i was saying my husband if i live i'm the lord's if i die i'm the lord's and our lives are in god's hands hallelujah thank you jesus so if we believe in our hearts that god raised jesus from the dead jesus went to calvary he went to the cross he took the stripes for all of our sins, for our healing, for our sins, past, present, and future. He went to the cross. But not only did he die for our sins, but he rose on the third day. He rose with all power in his hands. So if you believe that, the Bible said in Romans 10, 9 and 10, believe in your heart, in your heart, and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Thou shalt be saved. That is the only thing you need to do. But it is a heart thing. It has to be in the heart. And then you have, and confession is made into salvation. Once you've done that, you you prayed and you cried out to the Lord and you you admitted that you are a sinner and you need a savior. And Jesus is the only savior. The only way to the father is through the son. The only way you can have 
that peace, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, is that you accept Jesus, as Apostle Amanda explained, as she preached on. So pray, repeat after me. Amen. Say, Father God. Father God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I come to you. I come to you. A sinner. A sinner. Because I believe. Because I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Pay the price. Pay the price. For all of my sins. For all of my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me clean. Make me clean. I believe. I believe. That Jesus rose. That Jesus rose. On the third day. On the third day. With all power. With all power. In his hands. In his hands. So come into my heart. Come into my heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of my sins. Of my sins. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now go tell somebody that you accepted Jesus Christ on today. All heaven is rejoicing because you are born again. There is a party going on in heaven right now. So we give God glory for you, a new creature. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. And we would like to hear from those out there that have accepted Jesus. And if you don't have a church home, You know, you're welcome here at Miracle Temple, but if you do have someone that has been talking to you, um, a pastor, go to that pastor and let them know what has happened. And we here at Miracle Temple, we want to be a help to you to get you to that place that you need to be. You are born again, but you still need to be taught. Amen. And I want to say this before we end this broadcast. There are some out there that uh, has been sick in their bodies for a long time. And there's some out there that, you know, they say you have COVID-19. We want to believe God with you on today that you already the healed of the Lord. Let me read you this passage of scripture. It's in Mark, the third chapter. And it was saying on, in the 10th verse, in verse 9, And he spoke to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many. Listen at this. For he had healed many. Meaning that it's already done. For he had healed many. Insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him. This is a time to press into the word of God. Press into Jesus. As many as had plagues. Did you hear that? As many that had had plagues. They pressed into him. They pressed into the word. I'm telling you now. Press into this word that I'm speaking. By Jesus Christ. You were already healed. You don't have to wait on your healing. Healing has come through Jesus Christ. You don't have to do nothing for your healing but accept what Jesus has already done. He said he has sent his word and he has healed you. He has delivered you from your destruction. COVID-19 looks like it is a destruction, but he has delivered you. He has set you free from it. He has took your infirmities. He has borne all your sicknesses in Jesus' name. So the only thing you have to do is receive it right now. So I command healing to come to everybody that's listening to this broadcast on today. I command healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, every joint to be healed in Jesus name. I speak that blind eyes are seeing. I speak that the lame is walking. I speak that the deaf is um, hearing. 
I speak that incurable diseases are healed. I speak that tumors and growths are cursed right now at the root in Jesus' name. And I thank you. Now we're just saying thank you, Lord, that is already done. And as I'm lifting my hand, the Bible said you can lay hands on the sick. Come on, just reach out and touch my hand. The Bible said you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now that's the word from God. So it's done, it's done, it's done, it's done in Jesus' name. Now let's speak over these finances in Jesus' name. Father, you said that you have come to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So I thank you, Father, that you're turning the hearts of kings. You're turning the hearts of those that need to be turned. God, to send money into these homes where money is needed due to loss of income. In Jesus' name, I speak that you are our shepherd and we shall not want God in any area. God, we shall not lack in Jesus' name. We have abundance and no lack. God, I thank you, Father God, that you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God, because we give, it shall be given unto us. Good measures pressed down, running over, shall men give into our bosoms in Jesus name. God, that is your word. And we command right now money to come into homes. In Jesus name, we command more than enough right now in Jesus name. More left over God to support others in the name of Jesus. And we consider it done, done, done in Jesus mighty name. Now I want to speak over minds right now. Father God, we bind depression. We bind it right now. We bind oppression in the name of Jesus. And I speak that we have the minds of the mind of Christ in Jesus name. Let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Everything that the enemy is bringing against our mind in the form of torment. I bind right now in the name of Jesus. Torment bow down in Jesus name at the name of Jesus. Every demonic force that has been sent out to mess with our minds. I bind right now in Jesus' name. And I say, behold, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. And I believe right now somebody is getting up. And I see them shaking their leg like this because the pain is gone. I believe right now that backs are being healed. I believe right now that tumors and growths have been gone right now in Jesus' name. I believe right now that that sickness and disease that was holding you, that is gone right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you right now that your word will not come back void, but... It will not come back void or empty, but it will go out and accomplish that which you please and prosper in the thing that you have sent it to do. And I thank you, Father, that your angels are out delivering this word in Jesus' name in hospitals, in prisons, in nursing homes. They're out carrying this word where this word need to be sent. And I thank you, God, for the testimony coming back through this crisis of people being healed delivered and set free in Jesus name amen 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 and now I'm going to ask Darlene Adams to come up and give the announcements at this time
push it up, darling, again. Okay. Okay. Thank you for joining Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry live on today. If you would like to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, you can do so by sending your donations, going to our website at www.mtdm.org and click on online donations and there there you can donate. Also via the cash app at dollar sign mtdm20 and you also can donate by mail at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry P.O. Box 1042 Burgoyne, North Carolina. Zip code is 28425. Your donations are greatly appreciated. A donation of any amount will help us continue to take the gospel of Jesus Christ across the globe. Also, we have services on Sundays at 11 o'clock via Facebook Live, live streaming at our website, and via a conference call. Our Clem Training School is at 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. Um, the same way, Facebook, live, live streaming, and conference call. Until... Next time, be encouraged and walk in the peace of God. Thank you. And again, those that did Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please keep in contact with us so we can um, give people your name to encourage you in such a time as this. And I want to end this broadcast. I said it. Apostle Allison Cross said you have three endings. Yes, I do. (laughs) Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all of them got to talk. So we're going to end this with um, Evangelist Newton and Sister Denise coming back up. And we want to sing this song again. We have come to give God the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Amen. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. We have come to give God the glory. Oh, the glory, all the glory, oh, we have come to give God the glory, for he has been so good to me. Come to...